Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember Sally when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Yippee-ki-yay. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. What is going on, everyone? This is totally not the third time we've tried this to do the intro. This is definitely not the third time of the intro. I'm not trying to hold back giggling. Oh, no. Nate didn't drop his microphone and cause massive reverberations through the sound. Not at I didn't, all. I didn't screw up the name of the podcast. <laughs> We're professionals. We are very professional, and we know what we are doing. That's right, man. That's right. We are. We, I, Lord, I'd hope so. I think we're closing in on 70 plus episodes. I don't know the exact. That count don't mean yet. shit. <laughs> it really doesn't. No, no. We're still two monkeys trying to figure out this thing banging on a computer screen. There might be a grand total of seven episodes. I went, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> I don't know if there's seven. <laughs> I just picture that thing from what was it? Uh, Z- was it Zoolander where Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson are like monkeys banging on the keyboard yep, trying yep, to figure that's out? Basically, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's us. That's us. Although I look more like the rock version whenever he had Chris Kattan on Saturday Night Live and they were doing the monkey men and he's like, holding oh, yeah, Chris when Kattan. they're doing uh, 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 Mr. Beebles or something like that. Yeah, it's like Mr. Beebles. <laughs> And it's The Rock is holding Chris Kattan like a small child. (laughs) That's what it would look like if you jumped in my arms, though. It would be. It's not far (laughs) off. Mr. Peebles. Mr. Peebles. That's awesome. I have no idea where we got onto that. I'm a little upset. Tracy Morgan is in town this weekend, and it's already sold out. Oh, missed my opportunity. (laughs) I really thought you were just mad that he was in town. No, I'm a little upset to see him. And I missed him. That's like, you know, one of my favorite SNL castmates. He could just walk out, start slapping his belly. And that'd be it. And I'd start laughing. I took that as I am so disappointed that he's in town. Uh, period. No. Just period. I'm so and that's disappointed. That's the end of the sentence. That's the end of my thought. That's it. I'm just so disappointed that he's near me. I don't like it. They you know what stop. I wasn't disappointed with? What were you not disappointed with? Watching Rain of Fire for the first time in like 15 years. Oh, has that been that long? It's for been you? that long for me, dude. This is a yearly watch for me. I, if not more, I adore this movie. I really do. Excellent segue, too. By the way, uh, I have them sometimes. I know. Yeah, we, we're we're on top. I of go game. from talking Again, about Tracy Morgan to dragons. We're professionals. That's what we do. No, man, we are covering Reign of Fire, man. This it's dragons. That okay? I'm in. Actually, they are technically weverins because they have two legs and dragons have four legs. Do they call them dragons in the movie? 
Well, I imagine it's one of those things where when you're being chased by a dragon, you're not going to turn around to look to see how many legs it has. You're just going to be like, holy shit, it's a dragon. I've done that with a little lizard chasing me. And, and yet there's going to be it. that one asshole, though. It's like, actually, actually, it's a fantasy character. So shush. You know, it, it's a dragon. They're dragons. We, Jim Jones didn't use Kool-Aid. He used Flavor Aid, but we all call it Kool-Aid. You got a, got a good point. Is the Kool-Aid man the glass jar, or is he the liquid inside the jar? Mm, I think, uh, ooh, the liquid. He, you think he's the liquid? I, I think, think he's, he's the, the liquid. The I think liquid he's the is jar. The soul, and the jar is the vessel. Why can't why can't the liquid be blood? It is on my leg. I got the Kool Aid Man bursting out of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I. That was not what I thought at all. It's, <laughs> nope. That's why it's. Uh, yep, we're just gonna skip right by that. Right I, by I, think, I, I think we're just gonna go ahead and play the trailer. All right, <laughs> Let, we can do let's that. get that. And uh, is this gonna... the trailer where it shows Matthew McCona- McConaughey die in the trailer? Yes. yes. But you don't know that until you see the movie. There was a very quick cut, although the, one of the trailers had no words. And I was like, yeah, again, that doesn't work <laughs> for nope. what we do here. So, How uh, did that here. work even back then? I have no idea. I don't know. Oh, I it just showed dragons. I went cool. Dragons. Wavering. They're called Wavering's. Werewolf. No! <laughs> creature has been awakened that has lain dormant for millions of years a species older than the dinosaurs and more terrifying than anything we could have imagined how did they go from one to a million in less than a year highly evolved they have great vision in the day they have even better vision at night Extremely intelligent. He's playing hunting. More like cat and mouse. Unbelievably powerful. Two glands in the mouth. Secrete separate chemicals. Combine an exhalation, natural napalm. Good luck. Now one will protect them. We have to hang on. Work together. And one will lead them. There's nothing magical about it. They're made of flesh and blood. You take out their heart, you bring down the beast. We found out where they started. We're going to London. This summer, vertical one up. The plan is set. 1,600 yards, closing fast. The arsenal has been assembled. Get ready to rock and roll for each other! And they've got one chance to take back. Rain of fire. I still remember the first time I saw this trailer. Oh, same. <laughs> That's why it was the Matthew McConaughey jumping out of dragon yeah. with an axe that stuck out to me. I was like, need to go see that movie. Because oh. you know what? I was 13 when this movie came out, so I was the prime target audience for this. You were. You were. What year did this come out again? 
2002. I remember seeing Two. this in theaters. Damn, I was 22. I, I, yeah, we watched this in theater. There was no yeah. way I was not going to go watch this movie. You know, this one had, even in, just in the trailer, it was that, that was just screamed everything I wanted in a movie. You know, Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. I saw tanks. I saw like a wasteland, like almost post-apocalyptic world. That was the big thing. It was the fact that we're not actively fighting dragons. Dragons have already won or surviving. That was the big standout moment in the trailer of like, well, hell, now what's going to happen? And just like, this movie has incredible fire effects. And it wasn't in the past. You know, you hear dragon movie, you think, okay, it's going to be. Dragonheart. Yeah, I love Dragonheart. Love I love Dragonheart. Movies. Don't get me wrong. Dragonheart's yeah. fantastic. Give me more James Bond and knock off Han Solo. <laughs> exactly. I'll carve your heart out, dragon. That's a bad word. Don't call me that. You know, that, <laughs> that whole thing. But no, this one, man, it was everything I wanted. So as we get into everything I want, I think it's time we read the back of, and yes, VHS. This has a VHS release. Oh, this is so, getting towards the tail end of the VHS life cycle, though. It really was. So I am going to read you the back of the VHS of Reign of Fire. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale star in an explosive, action-packed adventure with bone-charring special effects that will have you glued to your seat. When a London tunneling project uncovers an unearthly fire-breathing beast from centuries of slumber, all hell breaks loose. 12-year-old Quinn sees his mother, one of the workers, die trying to escape this new terror. 20 years later, as a fire chief, he tries to keep a group of refugees alive with fierce dragons dominating the air, burning the land, and feeding on the ash. Unexpectedly, Van Zan, Matthew McConaughey, a hotshot American militia leader, shows up with a ragtag group of slayers on a perilous crusade to hunt down and destroy all the beasts. Tempers flare when there's a struggle for leadership until both men realize only one species is getting out of this alive. You know what? I don't even need the back of the VHS to sell me on this movie, though. On the front of it is fire and dragons. <laughs> and the most badass-looking Matthew McConaughey of all time. Those that know me just know I have modeled the majority of my adult life after Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in Reign of Fire. I have shaved my head, and I rocked a goatee for, Lord Nate, I don't even know how long I rocked that goatee before I went full beard. But it was Matthew McConaughey, Reign of Fire period i have all i've wanted to do the tattoos he has the giant tribal dragon looking tattoos on his body i don't know if i'll ever get as cut as he is in this movie but <laughs> he's ripped this oh whole God. time though i thought you've been trying to mimic surfer dude matthew mcconaughey i have been very mistaken the whole time of knowing you i you know <laughs> there's i no see you point. and i definitely go yeah man that's a surfer dude Big <laughs> all, right, all right all, all right. right all right all right <laughs> and that's gonna be my biggest bitch and regret when it comes to hollywood and things is why is this the only matthew mcconaughey badass movie i've ever gotten like I always loved him in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Generations. Is that the one? Uh, the Next Generation, which Next is like Gen- the remake of the first one from the original writer who directed it. I loved him in that because it's that 
crazy, maniacal, just insane Matthew McConaughey. And then he's been in like, I don't know, a billion chick flicks. And then he tries there to was sell, a little sell bit, me a But then that first season of True Detective is incredible. I've not watched True Detective. Oh, he hits a man in the face with a toolbox. Well, I like that. Is he bald <laughs> with a goatee well, and he, tattoos? He's all uh, strung out, like balding, like long hair. He looks like he's smoked, you know, three packs of cigarettes for 20 years in that movie. I don't, I don't want that, that Matthew show. McConaughey. I don't oh, want that Matthew McConaughey. He is so awesome, though. A metal toolbox to the face. Uh, he's a fantastic actor, you know, because I, you know, I've seen stuff like Interstellar and things like that. I, you know, I love him in the in the movies he's done. I've seen a handful it's a of miss opportunity to have a uh, why an was action this the hero only time he's done. And I mean, he nailed it. He nailed it. Could you imagine him in, in any other scenario? I I could see him fighting predators, just like we saw Adrian Brody. Oh know, yeah, definitely. I could see him in any you know just uh, uh any of those like every man kind of action movies. You know the 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 diehard knockoff style movies that we kept getting. He'd be he fantastic in. I'd love to see him as a villain. I think he'd be an amazing villain oh, in a movie. He's in a movie called Killer Joe where he is very diabolical. It has one of the most uncomfortable final acts I think I've ever seen in a movie. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, he's almost a villain in this movie, and I love how they walk that line with him in this. But I, this character, this character... I swear, I think Brad Pitt probably watched this movie half a dozen times before he did *Inglorious Bastards*, because he's like, "I got, I gotta, I got at least match the energy Matthew well, McConaughey's." Even Matthew McConaughey in this with the tattoos and just his looks, I'm like, "All right, well, you're channeling George Clooney from *Dust Till Dawn*." Yeah, as well. I mean, but I don't think George Clooney was nearly as ripped. Like he no. was fit, he was fit, but he had the big tribal tattoo on his arm and everything, but. This is a totally, I mean, the bomber jacket with the sleeves ripped off. I already looked at Jackie and went, time for me to find a bomber jacket. It's so, been way too long without one. My memory of this movie, though, was definitely he had a giant beard. And when he did it, I went, oh, I guess I just kind of added that on in my own head. <laughs> I don't think it would have. I, I think it would have worked either way. He could have yeah, had a full beard. He could have had the goatee. It's probably what he could have grew. You know, they're like, shave this hair, but grow this hair. You know, so that's that was their plan the whole time on that one. And now, like, this movie was not a success. It flopped. Again, uh, I don't. What is wrong with people, dude? What is wrong with people? A couple things. A <laughs> they don't like fun. That's true. That's I, one thing. I have learned that they do not like fun movies. Uh, they don't like Movies with dragons, because we don't really have that many dragon movies. I also found out when doing my research of where is the stack in my other world of dragon movies. And it basically goes like this movie, the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy, Dragonheart. Uh, well, like we Escalation of Smog, I can't fully count. No, but you it, know, it is an awesome dragon scene. Awesome dragon. Fight. Fantastic. But. You, I, your whole movie's getting to him. I know? still say we should have got the entire run of Aragon, the dragon books. You know, we got that one movie, which I, I still say I enjoyed the hell I out of that we'll, movie. We'll get like a TV show. They're doing that I, Percy Jackson as yeah, a show. I imagine but I, same thing will happen. You're, you're not, but then all of a sudden we get like Game of Thrones and everyone's losing their minds over dragons. Yeah. And, and now I'm we're like, House of Dragons this month. And it's like, we've had dragons. We had awesome. 
these effects stand up till uh, still. I got oh, the Blu-ray of this, this movie. This is and the Jurassic Park of dragon movies. Absolutely. I love everything. The, the trans- CG. Oh, dude. 90% of the time works. There's very few moments where it was touch-up, but the CG dragons look great. When they turn into practical dragons, they look fantastic. They look massive and fierce. Oh, God, dude. I love it. Like, when you see them down on the ground dead, it's like, holy shit, these things are huge. And you know it's not like like the one scene where Christian Bale's walking past the dead one after they down it. It, it. You know, now they would have just been walking by green foam stand-ins that they would overlay later. Oh, yeah, He definitely. was walking past an actual practical prop. He's having an actual reaction to what is near him. Yeah, and it now, is massive. You know, so the scale is right for all of I that. No, also no pun think this movie <laughs> was like five years too soon. Because this is right before we get the Matthew McConaughey renaissance, where he stopped doing all the uh, chick flicks and started doing more serious dramatic roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale blows up after Batman. This and then we get Gerard Butler in 300. This- it's like... This cast, those three dudes, like five is, years later and make this movie would have been a huge hit. And but, this is another one of those rare times where a movie had a definite ending. There was no need for a sequel, but you could definitely do a prequel to this take place in America or something. You could, you could, I mean, you could have placed this anywhere in the world. It was a yeah. global issue they were dealing with. I think my whole thing is they wouldn't have been able to get all three of these five years later you know we we, they got all three of those characters because it was when it exactly because of where they were at in their career still as much as i've watched this when gerard butler pops on you're still like damn this is early gerard butler this is is, and he doesn't really get utilized too much in this no he really doesn't but he still fits he still fits the character they've they've given him the best friend I think one of my only other things that I feel like they were trying to show Christian Bale was capable as far as being tough. He does the whole shirtless scene where he's freaking ripped. He's almost Batman ripped, just not as bulky. But then he kept getting his ass handed to him by Van Zant, you know? So it's like, you, you tried to show me that he could at least maybe gone toe to toe and held his own, but Van well, Zant. I- like dominates that's also it shows such a great dynamic of how the americans have handled themselves compared to how the englishmen have yeah we blow shit up are starving (laughs) they're eating tomatoes raw which i would never do in my entire life even in the middle of apocalypse i'm not eating an apple or i'm not going to eat a tomato like an apple right i mean if it ain't ketchup or to, uh, pizza sauce i ain't eating yeah, tomato yeah, anyway that shit is not happening on my watch i'm not be like no. mm, tomaco to- not happening tomaco oh nate and his simpson reference tastes like grandma <laughs> oh god <Ashtrays>. no <laughs> no but again just getting into like j- that's the only three of the cast we need to even acknowledge in this movie honestly you know is those three everyone else is fine they do great job in this movie but you're completely focused on christian bale and van zant you know 90 percent of the movie 
Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, the, the girl's dynamic. awesome. I mean, but you know, I guess the only good thing about her is it they they dance around the damsel in distress at the end. But she's still a badass the whole she's time, still which is awesome. Badass. They don't water her down, which is awesome. No, I think she should. I wish they she'd have been a little less panicky at the end. I get they make the joke like I expected to be thirty thousand feet up in the air, and I'm like, you know, they fly right. It's the same <laughs> amount of danger up there than it is on the ground, so eh, I think you'll be okay. But, but I, I love the dynamic that this movie has of American versus Englishmen. Like when the Americans roll in, they have tanks, they have motorcycles, they got a helicopter. Yeah. The Englishmen have a uh, castle armored up. Yeah, they have a castle, <laughs> an armored up fire truck, basically. And horses. And horses, which is really cool to see. It's like, all right, they're not using motor vehicles. They're using horses. Um, Well, I'd have to imagine. Heavy artillery. The Englishmen just have your basic rifles because you got to think about overseas. They do not have weapons like we do. No, no. So this is stuff that they probably have just gathered while trying to survive. Like, I know people gripe like, oh, they don't do much in this movie. It's like, well, no, they're trying to survive. Like. They're not yeah. going to be going in guns ablazing. They're they're scared to, and I don't blame them. They're fortifying and they're surviving. You know, they talk about that they have they've they've dealt with marauders in the past. They don't have a lot of ammo. I love the little shot of when they empty out the ammo box and there's like ten rounds inside the ammo box. You know, so it's like this oh it's, shit it's moment. Very, you know, Mad Max. It really is. You know, I've you always the road warrior where the, that that double barrel is so iconic never gets used it almost never has ammo in it that at yeah. least works <laughs> or yeah exactly when it does get used ah oh, that's a bad shell yeah other uh, than throw the kid out on the hood of the truck going get me that shell just keeps pointing <laughs> at it get it i need it that you know good old vernon wells trying to kill everybody but no and that's again that's another draw to this movie was you know i loved everything that made it feel like a mad max but with dragons but back on the whole American thing, it's I love the fact that they made it a, a militia, a military type of endeavor, not just they could have done it as marauders. They could have done it as anything mercenaries you know, or something. mercenaries or something. But this turned into militia that are essentially dragon hunters. So we still get that medieval dragon story in this, you know, the type of quest that they need to do they're trying to oh you know, no you, finish you get an off. objective of yeah like, there is a male dragon he's the one that's uh spreading the seed onto that's, the eggs that's the only thing that still is like there's only one male <laughs> and one like, male they make a comment going there was only one at first and then there's a million within a year and i'm like i'd be tired yeah. i would be a tired dragon <laughs> that dragon needs a nap <laughs> He, he needs some uh, OJ uh, peanut butter jelly <laughs> yeah. sandwich. He needs a Gatorade, <laughs> a nap, uh, a, some just alone time. Actually, little just bit, a elect- little bit, little electrolyte. Yeah, hit, hit him up tomorrow. You gotta stay hydrated, you know. He'll be fresh. That's my <laughs> only thing. There's only one male. Come on, maybe one male per like region. I might have bought that a little bit more. Yeah, I could have bought that a little bit more because then it would have like, all right, now we gotta get to America. Yeah. That dude's got to cross oceans to get over there, and he's like, ah, oh, crap, I gotta get back home. Oh, you know. now I gotta go to Australia, and that continent's <laughs> just trying to kill me in general. Ah, oh, 
but Europe is calling me and like, you know, I can't leave Europe alone. <laughs> well, Europe is home, which I well, again, if, that... if only there was a way that I could do like maybe Europe and Asia together, but I'm just so exhausted. <laughs> You would need a planner. You would need like a secretary yeah, that just, just kept don't your know schedule. How you could, you know, keep it all in straight. It's a busy male dragon. It's a very busy male dragon. So there's there's the only one issue I think I have in this entire movie <laughs> is one dude dragon just king king of the coop. That's but I, I love how giant, lethal, and intense these dragons are. And then when you do see the male dragon. He is even bigger and more fierce. Uh, yeah. I like the idea, too, that they're not just eating people. They're eating the ash of what they burn. Yeah, like they survive off this ash, basically. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, they burn people and eat them, but it's not like they're hunting humans just to hunt humans. I think it's the equivalent if we ever did have, like, an alien invasion. It's just... Like we are ants, like what ants are to us, it'd be kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like, like you know, you just happen to be in the way of what's Mars, going on. Mars, Mars attacks, ah, yeah. ah, and just vaporize everyone. Ah, ah. <laughs> 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 oh, Mars attacks already in Rain of Fire. I don't know how we got there already. The movie still holds up. Which one, this one or Mars Attacks? Because you're both. correct on correct on both as far as I'm concerned. That's considered an action movie. We could do Mars Attacks on here. <laughs> it's, our show. it's our show. It's we our show. Do, we do whatever we want. Do whatever we want. We're doing a Matthew McConaughey movie. Everyone would normally think it's a chick flick. Nope. We're doing a PG-13 movie. I'd, right. We've only done like two of those. How is this? I think that's another like nail in the coffin for how well this movie did was... It's PG thirteen. It's there's no reason no problem with it. No, but I think I would have liked a little bit of blood. I would have <laughs> liked a little bit of seeing a skeleton charred. I you mean, could have gave me a little dragon blood, I guess. I, Matthew McConaughey dropping the f bomb as an American totally would have fit. You know, Christian Bell and Gerard Butler telling them to f off. You know, that's exactly what I would expect the conversation to go as. <laughs> don't don't even give me gore. Just give me them cussing each other out as an English to an American soldier. I'm in for like five minutes of them just dropping as yeah, many that'd be swears. Awesome. Just insulting one another. Yeah. You know, that's it. And it, I, this was probably one of the greatest entrances till I saw Captain Jack Sparrow come in on the ship. Where Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> and it's not so much the entrance when we first see him, which is still awesome because he's, you know, he's riding the tank. It's when he comes into the compound, he is straddled over the 50 cow like it's his manhood. Yeah. And he like, is just riding that thing, just, and he's having the time of his life, like, yeah, that's right. I'm the badass. I got all this power. I'm the one that runs legs. these parts. I don't care about no dragon around here. <laughs> also that. i can't go home because there's no one that knows how to drive a boat <laughs> our plane went down so kind of stuck here <laughs> yeah i bet if he had a boat but you know they they were on a mission to get to london they had figured out that was you know the epicenter the epicenter the the point of everything which i guess that makes sense because that was the only news article that would have first said anything about a dragon attack was... I, I do love that we get a time magazine cover that was awesome. attacking. It I would like great. that. 
I would but we like also that. know Time Magazine probably would name the dragons as the people of the year. Because <laughs> they we, always are dipshits about stuff like that. And the dragons will, would have definitely been, well, they're just a misunderstood gentle creature. Why can't we both share the space with them? We welcome our dragon overlords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe if we put them on the cover, they won't eat us. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, in the midst of uh, dragons attacking, we got to get that Time magazine out on print. You know, we got to I have a deadline, damn it. <laughs> I want pictures of dragons. That's <laughs> the J. Jonah Jameson instead of <laughs> Spider-Man. Bring me pictures of dragons. <laughs> Sir, Did Spider- look outside. <laughs> Did Spider-Man bring in the dragons? I know he's a menace. He's a menace. A menace to society, and he's in league with Dragon Man. That's a good name, patent pending. I think there's a Dragon Man. I'm pretty sure there's a Dragon Man somewhere. Yeah, Jameson James probably named him. <laughs> I, no, I really think we owe there. him 10 bucks every time we say it. Damn. I'll just get insurance through whatever the insurance commercials he runs right now. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's always going to be J. Jonah Jameson, period. Forever forever and ever what else we got nate come on we're we're i don't i don't i don't even want to talk through this movie we've kind of no, we don't done. have to i mean the movie has cool no. concepts when uh the archangels the archangels are badass was it life I would expectancy not die of... in general but when there's dragons involved i'm definitely not doing it no that's oh. my whole thing with the helicopter i'm still not getting in the thing oh no 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 uh, I'm yeah. Christian Bale at that point going, that's their territory. And it's, before Matthew McConaughey <laughs> goes, we're taking it back. <laughs> I don't think you could take it back. They, they, it's I theirs now. I, I don't think that's a possibility, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, well, they got a life expectancy of 17 seconds. Yeah, that's. And the kid wants to be one. He's like, <laughs> I, yeah. He'd, of course he's going to tell you you'd make a good bola man. You know, it's just yeah. extra fodder out there. <laughs> There's a reason that dude's still alive. He recruits new people, and they go, you go first. That's how he is the Logic longest there. surviving <laughs> archangel. <laughs> well, I mean, as, talking about the guardian angels and where we were talking about. Archangels. Like, archangels, sorry. No, guardian angels. It's kind of the same thing. But where this still holds up as far as like visuals those whole sequences where they do jump out of the helicopter to you know capture you know drop the dragon their whole goal is to get nets around the wings so that they can ground the dragon and deal no flight zone right and that whole segment of the the almost like the point of view flying through the clouds is still amazing. It's still you know what it really reminded me up. of, but like 15 years before it. What's that? The skydive scene from one of those Mission Impossible movies that I don't even remember. Which one? Because uh, I get all the names confused, but it was definitely whichever one where Tom Cruise is uh, skydiving and the way the camera's aiming on him and like all oh, the one he does the halo jump. Yeah, like yeah. I got that same vibe from this of these guys instantly going down. They got their net guns, and of course yeah. it doesn't work. And then the dragon, just how terrifying it would be that you're falling, and you can't escape this thing. It has wings. It can control itself. You don't. Right. You're done for. They have what looks like not the full-on like squirrel suit, but they have enough to kind of like control how A little fast bit, they're going. Yeah. yeah. 
gliding or guiding themselves. And I have a question. Oh, this is another. I, I am one to answer all the questions on the podcast. We all know this. Well, this this comes down to the archangels. They make a pretty specific comment of where are their parachutes. We don't. They don't need them. And then we get the life expectancy line. I watched one of them dudes pop a parachute when he fell. When they like talk about that, all that too, I was like, "So these guys just die, then, right?" Like, my guess is <laughs> you, get, I, you get them to jump out, and they are they're dead. I, I and then I they're guess, constantly recruiting, and they're dead. <laughs> my initial thought was when they fired the bolas, the nets, they ride that down with the dragon. You know, they ride the dragon. Wouldn't you want to? I mean, if I'm already well, up then there, I would I'm, not want to be called an archangel. I'd be wanting to be called a dragon rider. I I would if I'm do, I'm not going to do that. But like if, if I, I could was change my that, title, that's what my yeah. title would be. Like I don't want to be called an angel. I'll be called a dragon rider. That sounds way more badass. See, I think it would have been fun to have a little background of one guy on there, and he's like, uh, uh Mike over there. Mike's always trying to ride one, and that's his whole thing. He doesn't shoot the <laughs> gun till he gets onto the back of one. And Mike is he's he just barely always misses. Hey, you know, Mike, and I'm gonna ride dragon. I'm riding dragons. I'm gonna ride dragon. My name's Mike. <laughs> like, no, Mike. all right, Mike, calm down. Mike's not like all there. He's kind of like the the Steve from Multiplicity, you know, where he's gonna he's gonna eat a dolphin. This is <laughs> I'm gonna ride a dragon. And he's like, no. no one makes a Multiplicity joke in 2022 except for you. I do. I love Michael <laughs> Keaton and Multiplicity, dude. You know who doesn't like Michael Keaton? Who HBO, apparently, because they canceled yeah. his Batgirl movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. We 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 get into that on the live stream the other Some night. Bullshit. <laughs> Ninety million gone. Gone. Poof. You know Poof. what scares me? The Evil Dead movie is supposed to come on HBO Max. I don't think it's an HBO thing. I think it's a Warner Brothers thing. Uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do really with HBO. They just have a deal with HBO. Just don't cancel my new Evil Dead movie. I will I, fight I, someone. I totally think it's a Warner Brothers DC situation because they're in damage control for everything right now. You know, between Ezra Miller, I'm waiting for him to just sh- that, show his that show his dong to, to everyone. You know, it's just I'm waiting for that. He's gonna go on Twitter or something and just ah naked the across the screen. Like crazy stuff he does. It's just like, yeah, yeah. He got to go. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like I realize that was two hundred million dollars that you spent, but like Ain't how about it. we just don't release that one? <laughs> You know, they've already had to try to replace Amber Heard in a movie that was almost done. And, you know, now it's like nine. They're just damage control right now, man. That's all there is to it. DC has like a fire, one fire extinguisher, but there just keeps being multiple fires put up by the dragons and they don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know what help would be multiple Michael Keaton's like it was in multiplicity. (laughs) Yes. Bringing it around again. Well, no, because then in Flashpoint, he would have maybe multiple Michael Keatons, possibly, it would depend on the universe that they all, Earth they're coming from. They're all uh, from multiverses, and each one of those Michael Keatons has become a Batman, but they're all like slightly different Batman. And then you get Steve. I'm I'm the Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. I'm going <laughs> to eat the Batman. No, you are the Batman. That's right. I got a wallet. That's a bat belt. I got a bat belt. That's the whole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, 
I don't know. He, now we got Batman in this movie as well, though. And I just picture him being like, swear to me, dragons. Batman. Dragon. Swear to, I don't think there's room for Batman and Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Just, there's just no way, man. You can't, you couldn't fit Batman in this movie. Batman hey. would have solved it after like McConaughey. Batman was <laughs> Well, dude, Christian Bale is in this movie technically, I guess. Yeah, so that's why he just be yelling at the dragons. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Rachel. Hold on, Rachel. I'll stop the dragons. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You think brothers on your ally, Batman? <laughs> I was molded by the fire, Batman. <laughs> what is this? Is like our blob episode. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's not late. I'm not drinking. What the hell is going on? Now we have Dragon Bane running around out there. Can you imagine Bane just punching a dragon? That's his whole goal. <laughs> I will punch the... the dragon, Batman. I will mold it like me. <laughs> <laughs> Face me, Dragon Man. You merely adopted the fire. <laughs> I was molded by the fire. <laughs> God. All right, man. I think we need to hit a commercial. We need yeah. to we need to gather ourselves up. It's Batman Reign of Fire Beyond I don't know. It's commercial. You'll still think you're the hero at this. The Transformers will return after these messages. Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Tell me what <laughs> Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. We call them on the power of Double Dragon. Billy and Jimmy Lee in their Double Dragon Cruiser battle Shadow Master on his Shadow Raven. Fire! Rise over, Shadow Master! Double Dragon! Figures and vehicles sold separately. Go get him, Dragon Walker! Go! Dragon Walker, Battle Armor, He-Man, and Skeletor and Merman each sold separately. That price is way too bad! Dragon Walker vehicle for use with most Masters of the Universe figures. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. 
Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. Dragon Walker, Dragon Walker. <laughs> that Do was... you Go ahead. remember the Dragonfly toys? Yeah. From the I 90s? Lo- I was looking at those commercials, too. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I remember, like, you know, you had to pull them, and it would spin them, and you were supposed to, you know, try to fight them. Like, I think I had the red one. My brother had the blue yeah. one. The... the Please don't get offended when I say this, but you remember when girls had their own separate toys, but they had to be like kind of the same thing. And yeah, they had like the 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 fairy ones that would fly off. You know, I want to say one of my uh, cousins had that one. Sky dancers or something like that, I think is what they were called. But uh, I was listening to that commercial just now and it was like the Dragon Walker works with most He-Man figures. And I was like, most? What is it? Oh, that's right. Ram Man didn't fit into shit. You couldn't put that dude in any vehicle. I'm like, I, I was sitting, literally sitting here going, I'm big bone. I was like, I could fit too bad in in vehicles. What are they talking about? I was like, oh, that son of a bitch, Ram Man. You couldn't put him in anything. <laughs> uh, so that's the fun I get to have with the commercials, man. It's not just show commercials. I get, you know, He-Man and Double Dragon Toys, dude. <laughs> I don't even remember Double Dragon Toys, though. That's the crazy really? part. Yeah. They had, uh, I think I they feel had like that's car- something I would have wanted and my mom wouldn't have bought for me anyway. I think so, they know, had like a short-lived cartoon. I mean, they obviously had the movie, no, but these. No, they had the cartoon because that's where they had the uh, the mask. Like they would transform, basically. That's what this commercial was. They put the masks on. They're in a car. And, you know, every superhero needed a car in the 80s and 90s. You know, Superman even, I think, had a car at one point in the superpower. Well, how else is he supposed to get around? Fly? Exactly. (laughs) Stupid. God. Batman's got already got a bat plane. I don't need, you know, a car. It's lame. Dragonflies is 80 bucks on DVD. I guess I will never get to see that again. That's expensive. Yeah, it is. That's excessive for, for one play. season <laughs> for a TV show strictly for the toy. It's Eight not like for a VHS tape, though. It ain't like that uh, toy came out before the show or the toy came out before the show, not the other way around. <laughs> that's it, man. How else are we supposed to move product? It's just how did I not get Reign of Fire action figures? I would I want it now. NECA. I want a Matthew McConaughey from Reign of Fire figure. Now, give it to me. With his axe, with the bomber it's not jacket. Too late. That it's I can not. take. It's not. You, I want the bomber jacket removable so I can see the tattoos. And I want him to have. I know it's not the, the right thing to do, but he needs a cigar. I know we got a Hellboy with a cigar, and that one's freaking expensive. I want a Matthew McConaughey as Van Zant with a cigar. Axe, bomber jacket, no sleeves. Do it, NECA. Do it. Do it. Do it. No balls. Do it. No balls. No balls. <laughs> That's how we get things done around here. That's right. We let companies know they got no balls. 
And NECA, no balls. And now some guy at NECA's like, I got I got big ones. I got, <laughs> I got such big balls that I'm going to oh, put sh- my big balls on Matthew McConaughey and get that toy released. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know how NECA works. <laughs> I don't either. We already got a Christian Bale, so I I only need Matthew yeah, McConaughey. Yeah, because I put my big balls on Christian Bale's forehead, and that's how I got that toy made. We can, I mean, you could do it like they're doing the Marvel Legends where we get all the characters and we build our own dragon. That's the character we get. You know, you get a little piece of the dragon or the tank. Either way, I'm good. You know, I'll the build of either, figures, the build a fig, but I'll I'll take it. But even yeah. with adult money, I'm like, I don't want to buy eight toys that we're only one of them. I actually want just to get my build a fig. Dude, I, yeah, I'm with you. But you know what? The build a fig is as much as if you bought all eight toys. I'm like. Uh, I don't like this game anymore, guys. I don't at all. Adulting is hard. I just expensive. want King Shark. Yeah, that was the Build-A-Fig we kept trying to find, wasn't it? <laughs> we were trying to find all the Build-A-Figs, and we did. We did, but they were like, oh, it's 25 bucks a piece. And like, ah, do I even Yeah, we're, it was like, like going to be like $120-some dollars yeah, for all of us. It's like Mark was really thinking about he, it. He like, had it. But it was also like just two months after the movie. So, you know, if that would have been within that seven days of he seeing Suicide Squad, yeah, because the hype would have still been there. We were all hyped for King Shark. That was all there was to it for that. But, yeah, <laughs> that's our action figures. Speaking of action figures, if you guys haven't checked out the uh, Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling episode, they had an excellent interview with one of the original, uh, I guess, executives from Remco that did some of the earliest wrestling figures and they're starting a whole new toy line for, you know, wrestlers that maybe haven't got any big releases or only maybe one or two figures. So why you are you giggling, put, Nate? Because do you think he put his big balls on a wrestler and that's how the figure got made? I think he was terrified of the opposite happening that they were going to put their <laughs> balls on if you don't him. make a figure of me, my big balls are going to go on your forehead. That's right. So, but yeah, I mean, speaking of action figures, I mean, and that's, I know we're kind of rambling on about action figures, but it is a big part of what we grew up with. And with, as kids of the 80s and 90s, these movies came with action figures 90% of the time. Dragonheart had toys. I saw them at yeah. a flea market here in Columbus like two years ago. I do not remember Dragonheart having toys at all. And it took a lot in me going, I'm about to buy all these. Yeah. I don't I, know where I would have put them. I don't I don't either. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, we could have got the uh the Robin Hood, you know, Kevin Costner, you know, action figures that were all like uh remolded Star Wars figures. Even the <laughs> treehouse was the Ewok village. You know, it was like well, Friar- was like we made too many. Slap another name on it. Friar Tuck was the uh, uh, Rancor Keeper or the Gamorrean, one of those two. I think it was the Gamorrean body, and then they just put Friar Tuck's head on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's it's, it's what we grew up But I'm serious. I would have I bought the Rain of Fire toys. That I mean, flat out. I, oh, I, it I would have had a little button in. that you press that would have, like, shot, yeah. you know, a fire missile. And then if it would have had a vehicle... You could have filled that thing up with water, and then you would press a button or like a pump, and it would shoot like little water out. McFarlane did a dragon series, and the the one I have, I'm showing Nate in the video, wasn't a really part of the, sexy dragon. It's the it's, it's got like called eight abs. Uh, the horrid 
and it wasn't it was like the beginning of the dragon series like they released this and everyone like lost their mind over it and i mean if you stand him up he's pretty freaking massive but he i mean sweet the dragon dragons have always been cool yeah period without I mean, a doubt never been a moment that dragons haven't been awesome it still is like still blows my mind this movie didn't do I, and honestly i don't even think there's a, a cult following for this movie right now no like it definitely hasn't found its second life yet um and i, I it is on hulu right now but it, it seems like stuff doesn't find a second life on hulu as to oppose netflix or uh like hbo max well for whatever th- reason those two streaming ones that seems to be where stuff like finds another life or like it automatically uh, jumps into the top 10 you're like really this movie but like hulu it never does i don't know why yeah. i don't think this has a boutique blu-ray release at all either I, I have just a normal blu-ray and i couldn't help but laugh i popped this bad boy in and it was one of those blu-rays that won't let you skip anything oh, and geez. The, the thing first... that we used to complain about with VHS tapes, but when DVDs yeah. came out, you're like, all right, I don't have to watch 19 trailers to get to the movie. Yeah, or I don't have to watch it fast forward and hope yeah. I land right. No, this one starts out with, you wouldn't steal a car. I wanted, I really thought about grabbing that music and dropping it tonight because I'm I'm losing it watching this going of course, 2002 Reign of Fire has the please don't bootleg DVDs. Please don't steal me. <laughs> Even to the point the commercial shows like the guy that has the picnic blanket out selling the bootleg DVDs and the hey, two man, girls. I remember back in the day when you would go to a flea market and there would be that summer's release already on DVD. Dude, if you went to the right gas station in certain parts of Columbus, you could get movies before they were in theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't buy one or two, but they're not the best quality. <laughs> oh, what a begotten time. You ever, you'd see the shadow of a head walk across the screen because <laughs> somebody Never walked mind in front that. of the camera. <laughs> you're like, you're squinting not to see it, but to hear it. That was, you're like, why do we squint when we can't hear anything? That's the other thing. It's, like, it's the same thing when we get lost and we turn down the volume. You're, you're right. When driving. <laughs> Hundred percent true. He's like, damn it! I don't know where I am. Turn the radio. Turn it down. I need to. I need to see where I'm going. How does I that to, even? I need to hear where I'm going. Damn it! <laughs> I can't hear my brain tell me, you dumbass, you made the wrong turn. <laughs> I need to blind fury this shit and get back to my sword. That's right. Did you count? I told you to count. I told damn you it. to count. And when you get to thirty, that's when we make our right turn. <laughs> This is why I specifically put on Freebird. That way, when it gets to the seven-minute mark and that badass solo comes in, that's when I know what exit to get off on. Wow. I'm sure there's someone out there like that. Or, you know, the no, here's, the, here's what's worse. Now we have the people that GPS their way home from work. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, there's a thing. <laughs> the episode of Parks and Rec with Aziz, he's like, you can go home it's like they took my phone away i don't know how to get home what do you know he goes i just hit the button on my phone and it takes me home he's like doesn't he can't get home without his phone and i'm like there's people out there there's a reason you make that joke they met someone that said that yep (laughs) 
hey, we're doing a movie about dragons, Nate. Maybe we should talk about the dragon oh, yeah. movie a little <laughs> bit more. You know, I know one of my favorite parts in this movie. All of it. No, there is that. Um, Story it time. Is after they kill their first dragon. And all the Englishmen are celebrating. They're having yeah. their, like their very first like win ever. Yeah. They needed this. And Matthew McConaughey is like, what the hell are you celebrating about? He's like, I lost three men. Three men to one dragon. Maybe within 300 years, we'll, we'll you know, the odds will be even. I Like, that was so hard ass and awesome. And I get his point. But I also understand, like, these guys really needed a win. That That's my whole thought. I was watching that again going, I love the whole speech he gives. It is very moving, and it does put things in perspective. But on the flip side, and I kind of wish that would have been a good moment for Christian Bale's character, Quinn, when uh, McConaughey's standing at the fire, kind of saying his last rites to the men that died, is he should have went up to him and went, look, I get the sacrifices you're making, but you have to understand the sacrifices we have made. Like they just lost, you know, people. In, in yeah, the, they uh, lost their archangels too, like on top of that. So it's like they lost their experienced guys that right. take down the dragons. But I meant like Quinn, they had just lost people out in the in the fields when yeah. the one guy before runs the Americans out showed up. Before. So it's like they they all have experienced the same amount of loss and struggle i think that would have been i i think i would have appreciated a little bit more of maybe their understanding each other better where you're like okay we may we're like two sides of the same coin like i'm on this side you're on that side but we're still experiencing kind of the same things that are going on in this world and not and been like yeah okay maybe i was i was an asshole to your people i understand why you would want to celebrate you know that that kind of situation like wow. it, McConaughey is such a feral human being in this. He world. is a beast, dude. And I mean, beast as in, like you said, feral, animalistic. But, yeah, he, he does have his humanity, though, because he does take some of Quinn's people to go out into England and they all die. And like he has like a very humbling experience of like, all right, I messed up. Yeah, like, I lost I mean- a lot of good men. It literally berates people for three people dying. He comes back with his tail between his legs going, yeah, there's only like two of us left. (laughs) I kind of got everyone killed. You're going to find this joke really funny. They're not coming back. Remember when I told them to dig their own holes and they can die in them? Well, they didn't even need to dig. Yeah. um, I didn't even have time to dig. I did. (laughs) I do like, though, like the nighttime scene where he loses all of his men. Did you get like Terminator 2 vibes from that? Completely. The tracks of the tank rolling yes. past the skeletons. This I was like, like the John Connor war that we never got. That was every bit, which is funny because Christian Bale again. But, you know, it it totally it was Christian Bale in. Um, it was. I forgot Salvation about that it. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was making sure I wasn't remembering wrong, but it very it was like this homage to a james cameron kind of thing going on there and i love the fact that it was at night i i think i would have been more upset had they never got to use the artillery that they showcase and i know budget has a lot to do with that and we do get some awesome helicopter stuff but i was like i gotta see the tank go i gotta see the 50 cows get fired and this firefight is amazing but the moment when even mcconaughey realizes this dragon's just playing with us. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it does it in one pass. He even says, "Like, oh, it's whoosh gone." But yeah. they're following a road. 
again, the like the dragons are animals, but it's not exactly stupid. You know, it's like it's all everything attacking me is in a straight line. <sighs> gone. You know, that's how you deal with it. Um, even with uh after he comes back, we get an incredible shot of a dragon standing above the castle. That laying down fire and like when you picture the medieval dragon you know yeah sees like seizing the castle or whatever like that this scene that's it this is this is really this was someone with their toy and they had their castle set outside and got to play with their dragon toy and make it burn down the village this is where i love that this is like a modern medieval story Every element that we've grown up with hearing about Tales of Dragons, we're kind of like, this is the movie looking at us saying it was all real. So all the paintings or all the stories that they showcase earlier, like, you know, all the myths and legends are true. They're giving us this visual cue of, yeah, we, they, the, the, our past people weren't lying. That's a dragon that just attacked the castle. It's it looks like the the Disney kind of thing when the dragon comes out. Um, can't remember. It was a Sleeping Beauty that uh, the witch turns into the uh, dragon. Maleficent. Yeah, Maleficent turns into the dragon at the end, and mix that with the demon uh, Fantasia. I think is where the demon pops out. Uh, um, the the shadow demon. Yeah, yeah, that's Fantasia. That's Fantasia. So mix those two together. But make it re- you know realistic with the CG and the you know the castle on fire and being able to kind of see through the wings they're very translucent there so there's just this color and texture everywhere and it's I would love that as a poster I mean it's just an amazing picture it's like the Christine on fire the castle on fire in this movie is fantastic so badass I um, love it I love it man. And it's one of those things, too, like Rob Bowman, the guy that directed this, he never, because of this movie flopping hard, he basically just went on to do a bunch of TV shows, whether it be X-Files, uh, The Lone Gunman, which was that X-Files spinoff. Yeah, yeah, I remember like, that spinoff. Yeah, like he just never really got a chance to make another like big budget movie like this. And, and that sucks because this movie's see, awesome. Because yeah. like it doesn't help, though, right after this movie, he made Elektra. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, probably ah. one of the worst Marvel movies ever. Yeah, I not don't think MCU, th- but you know Marvel properties. Th- those that know, yeah, it's not the the Netflix Electra. made just because of a contract deal, and that was it. Like, <sighs> ooh, rough. That movie, that movie was bad. <laughs> that, Talk about that, just a bad two punch combo for this man. Never needed to make that. They just never. I think right now. Now that we just got done talking about Electra, let's uh let's just talk about this ending and the quite possibly the reason everyone watched this movie after seeing the trailer. And they find you know it comes down to a three person team. I was gonna say three man, but hey, I'm gonna try and evolve. Three person team. It was a three person team, and they go into the heart of London, and basically it's like a ground assault. They have no helicopter, you know, the dragon takes out the helicopter. They have no tanks. They have nothing except some explosive tip uh, 
I don't. They're not arrows, but they're they're not the Rambo to, three arrows. That's yeah. These things, like I, I do appreciate that McConaughey goes. You got like fifty feet. That's about the yeah. range <laughs> that these explosive arrows have. And I'm like, fair. Count. I, I give you that one. I don't want to be within fifty feet of it going off. No. Nope. But okay. But we get like their their plan of attack. McConaughey goes up top, basically to you know to draw the dragon in. And his, I guess his ultimate he's goal is he's taunting it. He's taunting it, but I also think he may have even was trying to at least get it lower to the ground by grounding it. But this, this is the scene, dude. This is the scene that to this day I get goosebumps every oh, yeah. time I watch it. I, I almost tear up because I know what's getting ready to happen. This is just pure testosterone and feral beast animalistic rawness that this is where is this mcconaughey now give me this mcconaughey and i back. definitely feel like van zan believed he stood a chance i do i don't think there was a moment of like i'm sacrificing myself like i think in his mind he was like you know what this might work i got this that's yeah. what's in his mind i got this he's on the water tower this dragon comes in and he just jumps a leap of faith battle axe in hand with the most raw roar. Yeah. It's a roar. He's not yelling. He is roaring and swings at this dragon. The dragon eats him. It's just like, I, I just, I damn it. <laughs> being in the theater going, <gasps> Oh it, that, it, yeah. First I, time, I believe like, nah, he, he's got this. And like, they kill him off in the, in a blink of an eye. It's like, no, I want him to survive. Like, yeah. no. And there's still times I watch this going, I want him to cut his way out of the dragon at the end. But then yeah, I'm like, like he nope. still does make his way out. <laughs> that actually cheapens the character. I think the more I oh, think yeah, about that's where it, it'd be like, oh, this movie isn't realistic for a he, dragon movie. He needed that 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 death he needed that glorious viking death he he is in valhalla right now that is all there is to it and you know that's the scene man everything else is cool they take the dragon down they blow it they shoot the arrow into its mouth and it blows up in its neck and the head falls off which is awesome <laughs> its head just goes hope it rolls over <laughs> And then we get them basically rebuilding, and uh, Christian Bale doesn't even take take back lead. He gives the younger kid that he's been helping raise. Yeah, his uh, little kid he's been mentoring. Yeah. Um, and it, it does mention with dialogue that's been three months. They haven't seen any. So well, the dragons we were, were already starving. They, they were, were dying starving. off regardless. So the this male was kind was, of the perfect punch to kill yeah. the one male who was already exhausted. From all of the pleasing he has been doing. Yeah, I mean, that's why aren't they still repopulating? He's like, I'm tired, guys. I, I'm I can't. so tired. There is no more Gatorade. It is gone. <laughs> There's no more Gatorade flavored ash. There's the ash. I, that's with an H. <laughs> that's because <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, after I have that Gatorade, then I get to have the other one. <laughs> uh, well, you ate that one. So, you know, she was like, hey, you you in the mood? And he's like, no, and eats her. <laughs> that's not what she meant there, male dragon. Um, all right. That's, <laughs> that's Rain of Fire. <laughs> that's Rain of Fire. Matthew McConaughey, badass dragon movie. Everyone should watch this movie if you haven't seen it. 
highly recommend this movie. Highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. So let it, let's do a kind of surprising body count. Um, oh, it's got to be pretty big. <laughs> yeah, whole world. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Now we don't count the whole world, Nate. You know this isn't the only reason we did that in Starship Troopers was because we watched Buenos Aires get you know eviscerated and vaporized off the map. So that's why that one has. That's such the only a reason high. that one counts. <laughs> that one, this one, it just kind of happens over news clippings, so we don't count that. But still, for a movie with the human race that is kind of depleting and dying out and disappearing, fifty people still die in this movie. <laughs> Damn especially when there's not many people left there's not but it's all of van zant's people i mean every soldier he has gone i'm i'm gonna say at least a third of quinn's people gone maybe more than a third i'd say maybe even half of his it probably did half then you had like all the kills at the beginning you know with the mom dies everyone that was in the tunnel the miners the miners um there is some visual kills as the dragons are attacking but i did one of those carnage counts on youtube and it's it's 50 and it's funny when you get to the the big fight scene between van zant and his crew against the dragon they use a little coin sonic noise and it sounds like and it's just the the kill count keeps going higher (laughs) higher 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 because it's just a dragon laying waste to everything it sounds like you won the slot machine that's exactly it's exactly what it is you got all the cherries nice Nice, always going for the cherries. 50, so. All right, well, that's our body count, and that's going to lead us into our kill of the week. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. This is a tough one, man. This is a really hard one to do when we create this segment because it's mainly meant for people killing people. It is. You're right. And we only get one, well, we get two dragons getting killed. Yeah, two dragons getting killed. Now, I mean, I'm gonna make mine the death of the week. That de- okay. Well, for this this episode, we're gonna call it the death of the week. So, Nate, what is your death of the week, Mister Van Zan? Uh, same. I'm gonna just go <laughs> ahead and tell you, we're, death we're of the t- month. Yeah, the the de- the greatest death ever. Every is... episode in August will be dedicated to Mister Van Zan and the sacrifice he made to take down a dragon. Oh my God. There's no other, I mean, even the Gerard Butler one's kind of cool, but it's just the fire coming down the stairs. This fire's coming down, like, he doesn't die off screen, but it might as well be dying off screen. Yeah, it's... It It happens so quick. He's like, oh, don't worry, I'm going to save us. And he takes a fire extinguisher and then instantly dies. Maybe one of the archangels, the guy that bites it, like, it just, whoop, right into the ground. Um, But no, in this movie, it's Van Sam 100%. I mean, there's just... It is the greatest scene in the movie. It's the greatest death death. in the movie. It is. I'm not joking, people. I shaved my head and I wore a goatee and it was because of Matthew McConaughey in this movie, period. I just love this look and I'm still pissed off that we never got more action. Matthew McConaughey, you know, he needed to do more. Why someone didn't watch this and go, okay, maybe the movie didn't do great. But that is greatness right there on screen. I mean, this guy personified that character 100%. And I don't care what anyone says. Loved it. So, 
All right, well, let's rate this bad boy. Like, that's going to be a big stretch. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what yours is going to be. Oh, yeah, here we go. (laughs) Ali Ong time. All right, we are going to give this movie our ranking. And, Nate, you got to go first. It's the action, so you go first. I will definitely gladly go first. And to me, this is a solid eight. Yeah. It is a solid eight film it's really i can't believe i haven't seen this in so long I, that and surprises me i'm shocked at how well it's aged i was really nervous that the cgi dragons were going to be bad like i was really really nervous going in that like given the time period of 2002 the budget this movie had of like 40 million i was like or 60 million whatever it was i was like uh this might be one of those things where it's just like well at least the nostalgia's there that's really yeah. great but I was really shocked when I saw the actual puppeteers, like the the practical effects, the actual flames being shot out. And yeah. I have no idea how they did it. Yeah. And the only time that the CGI was glaring is when they did use CGI fire because of how awesome the, the real fire looked. Like it just became very noticeable. It almost but even like then, it doesn't pixelated. happen often. Yeah. yeah. But like the dragons look so cool still. So there's, cool. There, there's not a bad shot of the dragons in this movie whatsoever. No, I mean, there's my just, only there reservation with this movie. It's it it does remind me of like the early superhero movies around this time period, mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, we get our origin story of our hero. He fights one henchman, and then he takes down the big baddie. Yeah. We kind of get the same thing with this movie of storyline wise, which doesn't bother me given the fact of like you can't make this a guns a blazing action movie because these are people on the brink of extinction right so I mean, it that's... works in its favor it does. it's just there's that little part of me like oh man come maybe maybe we kill a little bit more dragons yeah I, I'm but with then you that would that. take away of how fierce the dragons are so once again it works it does and right there with you this is a this is an eight alleyong movie um my my dad and I have shared a DVD of this movie for I don't know how many years. Uh, it's it's called I Want to Watch Rain of Fire. I'm borrowing this. So one. You guys share custody of the Rain of Fire yeah. DVD every other and, week. And it's like I don't know why I'm like I guess if I ever like had saw the DVD at Walmart, I probably would have bought it. But it was one of those that you, you just don't see it that often. And when we decided to do this, I'm like, screw it, I'm buying my own and I'm getting on Blu-ray. So this was the first time I watched it like in high def. And I was like you, I'm like, man, I've watched this on DVD so much. I'm wondering how this transfers to high def. It, it transferred beautifully. I was like, holy shit, this is, this still looks amazing. And yeah, I, I love this. I I watch it regularly, if not two, three times a year. Uh, Matter of fact, I had watched it earlier this year. It was the first time Anthony had watched it. Uh, and I was like, Dad, I want to borrow Rain of Fire. Anthony needs to watch this movie. And, you know, it's, we watch Rain of Fire. Funny thing is, I was at Half Price Books, and I bought this movie last year. It's one of those things, like, you know, when you buy a movie, you're like, oh, yeah, definitely. But then by the time you get home, you don't want to watch it that night. And then, like, you <laughs> put it in the, the other shelf. room. Yeah, and then just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I do have that. And then just wait for that right moment to watch it. And then when this got pitched, it was like, oh, well, sweet. Now I can finally watch Rain of Fire. One one of the trailers on the DVD was the Coast Guard movie with Kevin Costner and um, 
Ashton Kutcher. Um, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right off right now. But anyway, I'm the trailer is called The Guardian. That seems like that's what that that's it. called. That's what it was, The Guardian. You're right. <laughs> now I do remember it. Um, So we're watching the trailer, and Jackie's like, oh, that looks really good. We should watch it. I was like, I own it. I've just never seen it. I literally own that movie, and I've never put it in and watched it. So <laughs> I am guilty of that for like, I don't know. I've been doing know, a new thing ten. where I put the stack of movies that I bought that I intend to watch uh, above the fireplace like i put it on the i put mine banister. on my xbox there's a that, stack yeah. I, I don't want to turn the computer and i don't want to mess with my connection not that i buy but, movies to like just put them on the shelf but like the ones that i've bought recently i'm like all right if i move them to the banister above the fireplace now they're in line of sight the only one i haven't is my robocop 4k because i've got the better tv in the office and i want to watch that yeah in all that, of its that, glory that one that one's different um and i'm 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 with you i haven't stuck that one in yet i bought it when it first came out i was gonna say now I'm, we're gonna cover that probably by um, before the end of the year maybe maybe I, I do have one i need to pick here soon mm. so uh we'll see um but no i'm with you i have a stack of dvds like right to my left here and it's like the ones we've started covering like i've gotten this bad habit of now it's like we're going to cover this movie. I don't have it on Blu-ray yet. I'm going to see how much it is. And if it's like 20 bucks or less, I buy it. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm getting it. And so it's just building up my, my DVD collection. But uh, well, I think that's good. Uh, that's good ratings on there. So I want to, I don't have a drop for this yet. And before we get into trash opinions, because I, I really going to break my heart. Anyone that bad this movie. Um, I, I feel like there's something we've never really tried, never truly encompassed here as on some of these movies that we pick and it can't be all of them because sometimes they're cold watches or things like that is how does this movie stack up to what we are called here the give me back my action and horror movies why we pick this movie and how well does it hold up to the feelings we would get from movies from the 80s and 90s and i know this is only 2002 we were just talking about it off off air but that's still 20 years ago. As yeah. much as we don't want to admit that 2002 was just like a couple years ago, yeah. it's two decades. My brain don't function like that, man. 20 years ago was the night. Kids 90s. are going to be having an early 2000 day like spirit week instead of Shush. 80s day. Shush. Shush your mouth. That is where we're at with this. All right. Shush your mouth. So this follows. This is an antique. This is an antique. But I mean, still. I feel like this movie kind of gravitates towards the movies we grew up with that dragons were always an amazing thing for us yeah, to watch. This movie, like I did grow up with because of me being 13 when it came out, you know, yeah. like me being younger, this was encompasses like what I love even now as an adult is dragons. Dragons. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> like, dragons, fantasy, like there's no sword in here, but there's a badass axe. So you yeah. know me, if there's an axe in the movie, I'm in. You know that that's that's how this one feels. But this movie truly does give you that feeling that you experienced in those movies. You are excited. You're you know on when they talk about the edge of your seat when that when Van Zant jumps. If you're not on the edge of your seat, or you're not at least perked up, if you're staring at your phone, turn the movie off and throw it in the trash. Because yeah. that's all, you know, don't even be on your phone watching this movie. But if you're not, like, completely engrossed in what's happening, and I, don't, I, remember, I don't know what's wrong with you. 
critics bashing this movie when it came out because I remember like after it came out and seeing it in theater and being like, man, that was awesome. And the disappointed that others weren't feeling the same way I, I was. But also, it makes total sense because most of the films we cover on here is stuff that we love, but critics have bashed the hell on back. Oh, now, I've never believed in critics. Never. Like, there's moments where I like I do believe in critics, but not for these type of films. Like, your no. more drama driven movies. Like, yeah, of course. Like, there's that's a reason for an award. Like, duh. There's there's a reason there's no action movie category in the Oscars. Yeah. There's a re- and there's a reason why even movies that are adventure or uh superhero or like lord of the rings it's never an oscar for the movie it's an oscar for the special effects it's an oscar for the music it's an oscar for anything but what the actual movie was encompassing you know no one's winning best actors or anything like that but this is the type of movie with how old it is that you want to show to the next generation and Believe it or not, this is a movie that, yeah, like right now is the perfect time. I think this is as far as does this does this movie hold up to the nostalgia of the give me back my action or horror movies? A hundred percent does this. This movie definitely this movie is due for a renaissance. This movie is due for a, a cult following. People need to remember it. And if we're the ones that have to champion that. This that's fine. This movie is grossly underappreciated and underrated, and it needs a better following. Now, as much as it pains me, we have to do Nate's news his other segment, and we got to listen to some jackhole bash a movie I love. So let's let's play the drop. I'm the trash man. I come out, I throw trash all over the, all over the ring, and then I start eating garbage. And then I pick up the trash can and I smash the guy on it. Oh, that's going to be a disaster. Nate, break my heart. Well, this comes from Rat is Bonanza, who gave this one out of ten, said it was complete bullshit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm normally turning, turning my headphones off. Enough said. But I have to add some more text, even though this is a waste of time on such a movie. The movie has no real plot. It has no logic. It all. Bad acting. Socorpo being worse. Even the special effects are not really worth mentioning. If they were, this wouldn't help either. More than 20 years after Mad Max, another ripoff, sort of, but one of the worst kind. It's just amazing to see with what with which great fanfare such movies are being promoted, and even more surprisingly, being regarded in a positive way by the audience. Unfortunately, actors in Hollywood have had to do some of these movies to stay in business because after having played in such a movie, I wouldn't offer any of them a role anymore, personally. He said the opposite of what we said. I hate that guy. Yeah. He's the anti-give-me-back-my-action movie. That was back in 2007, so he was like five years late to the game. That guy sucks. Yeah, he's pretty stupid. That's dumb. I don't like that. That is a trash opinion. This is aptly named segment because that is trash. 
I hope you're still out there trying to review movies. I hope you find our podcast and listen to this one. Yeah, I hope you become a fan of us. And then you start from the beginning. You're like, man, I really like these guys. And then one day you come to this episode. And you're like, oh, I hate this movie. But maybe these guys will hate it too. And then it gets to the very end and we call you out. And then you're like, no. You, You have ranked up with Sass Action Hero. That's that's where you have ranked now, sir. You're on you're on the list. You're on the list. You're on thin ice, pal. Get the list. All right. Well, he's wrong. We're right. That's all that matters. Per usual. That's right, man. Rain of Fire is a badass, amazing movie. I will continue watching it to infinity. I'll be in a retirement home and I'm gonna want to be I'll be like, put on Rain of Fire. And I'm gonna watch ah, Matthew McConaughey. That rains. I, Batman. I, I inadvertently did my bane. You, you merely adopted the wheelchair. I was molded by it. Father, do you have my copy? I'm not joking about that. We shared the DVD. Now I got to give it back to him because <laughs> I have the Blu-ray. But we <laughs> shared a DVD of Reign of Fire. So I don't know. Is that better that I didn't own it, that I actually would go through the hassle to go to my dad's, get the DVD that he keeps in the garage with his television, <laughs> and I and it would literally be, Dad, I'm here to get Rain of Fire. And then vice versa, he would come over like a month or so later going, you got Rain of Fire? I want, I want to watch it again. <laughs> I just feel like. Completely back and forth. Before this drive happens it's you going i want to watch rain of fire then you're like going through the stack where is it where is it yeah father (laughs) it's exactly what it is because i will not remember who has it at the time and i'm like where oh damn it dad took it back again now i gotta go get it (laughs) but never have i went to go get it and then went nah not today i have gone to go get it and put it in the team. I'm a man later. on a mission, and if I want to get it, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. If I want to watch dragons, I will watch Rain of Fire. <laughs> fire, Batman, fire. Jackie, get me my Rain of Fire. Popcorn. Have you seen my axe? <laughs> I have no idea how we got Bane into Rain I of Fire. I had a bigger axe somewhere around here. I don't, that wasn't Bane. That was like, yo, know, aristocrat. <laughs> hmm, I say, by Jove, I think you're on to something. Ah, oh, gee, Willikers, I say you buy this fancy newspaper here, mitten by bank. <laughs> snake you oils. S- you need your snake oils? Have you seen the Time magazine with the dragons on the cover? I don't know. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Stop it. Stop it, Nate. We're done. All right, guys, thanks for checking out this episode. I don't know what's gotten into us. From the Blob episode that kind of went off the rails, I've tried to keep us on track here. Nate gets the giggles. We have to stop. He's pretty normal. <laughs> it's actually getting kind of normal for us. So. Uh, we uh, we got any shout-outs we want to give? I mean, everyone knows the network shows that we li- that we have, and you know we always promote them. Who do we have out there that we need to give a shout-out to? Guys, you need to listen to Spoils of Horror. Yes. It needs yes. to happen. Steve and Leo, they're, they're hysterical. They're, they're awesome. They do this in an hour. I don't know how they I don't do know it. How. There's, I don't understand. Don't know. 
There's no way and to I save money in an hour and enticing the entire hour. I love those guys. I sure? really do. Even movies, which you're like, I'm never going to watch this movie. I love listening to the episodes. It's oh, yeah, just like, like I'm, there's movies where like I want to see. And I'm like, I'm not listening to that yet until I see the movie. And now because of these guys, I am going to seek out this movie. I will not watch Greasy Strangler. That's all there is to it. Their description of it was perfect for me. I, I'm good. <laughs> I, 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 I even wrote Steven. I was like, oh, what the hell is this? He's like, you need to see it. I was like, yeah, I'll try. Like, yeah, but I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, you know, I've always had this weird thing of I can listen to someone talk about a movie I've never watched. And sometimes it makes me want to watch it more. Like I'll do it with podcasting after dark, you know, Corey, and then we'll talk about a movie and I'll be like, I'm never going to watch it. I'll listen to him. I'll get done going. I want to watch the movie now. I literally went and bought a Blu-ray of Shivers which is the Vestron release. And it's kind of like slugs and creatures. Yeah. That it's take the over Cronenberg. Bodies. Like I think it's the yeah, first movie. Very Cronenberg. And I listened to him going, I'm never going to buy that movie. I'm never going to watch that movie. I got done listening going, Corey said it was only $10. I'm going to buy that. And I'm going to sit down and watch this movie. <laughs> and I did. And I sent him a message about it. He thought it was hilarious, but yeah, I mean, that's the effect these guys have in. It's like a little community we got going on here and they deserve the recognition and you know they've earned it and I, I think we should just pay it forward so if you like horror movies on a little odd take you think uh, we pick some obscure ones those guys go hard yeah <laughs> they do they really go hard man they didn't other than they did mosquito and i was like man i wanted that to be one of our double features with ticks but i may still make you and pete watch mosquito you know we may still do that it one sounds incredible Let's, we'll do it for next year. We'll give it a little bit of space between. But. <laughs> all right, man. I think that pretty much does it for tonight. Thank you all. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. We are on YouTube. Uh, yes. We're Thank you for tuning into our Prey live stream. And that if you didn't, you can now go back and watch our Prey review that we did a live stream of. Yep. Right now, it's uh, GMBMAHM uh, is the channel. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that. I think it's early enough. I can still change the name. We can still but, brand it whatever we want. Yeah. But we'll have the links to it in the Facebook group. We'll have the links to it maybe on Instagram if I can figure out how to do it. All right, I'll figure it out. We'll um, figure it out. You'll, find, you'll be able to find us. Um, yeah. Also, I think, I think you, you can just streams, type in pray. Yeah. Yeah, live streams are coming to the YouTube channel where we will do a review that will not get released via podcast. It's going no. to be up on there. So you get to see our beautiful mugs. Yeah. No, we're, I'm sexy. I tell you, if you want to see Matthew McConaughey in real life, that's right here. Yeah. And if all, you want to play a game called Is Nate Wearing Pants During This Live Stream, tune in. That's the game we play over at the Action Elite one, too. It's always like we don't know who is and who is going to be wearing pants and who isn't. Yeah, but like I wanted to say it like on Nate. So the podcast episodes are going to be on the YouTube channel. They're going to upload just the same as all of our others on podcatchers. But anything that we do video wise is going to stay video. Um, I don't I don't want to chop up that to try and make a podcast episode. So it's just going to be like a little extra treat, not charging anything. It's not a subscription. It's not Patreon. 
we're just going to do it. Just having a nice little, you know, extra that we can offer the people. I'm hoping so, for at least once a month. I would like, I would really like a once a month. I will see how well things go and how, how, how our normal schedule goes, just trying to record. That's going to be the big um, thing. Right. And we don't want to just show up and go, Oh, what do you do today, Nate? And like, uh, I don't know, Nate. We just talk about movies here. You know, that, that's what will turn into the live stream. Except uh, you get to see us do it. You watch movies, did you? Stream me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end on that, man. Get us out of YouTube. Get us out of here, Nate. What's well, a good word? McConaughey yell. That was a very good episode, Charlie. We are quite the co- podcasting pair, are we not, Nate? Oh, the lovely job that, Charlie. I expect more of this. I'm actually surprised you didn't do dragons with careers. That would have been spectacular. Tune in next week as we figure out what kind of occupations that dragons would have if they could fill out applications. I don't know if anyone understood a word you said, but same bat time, same bat channel.